so excited about what God's doing tonight. Lisa, I don't want to miss you, so come up here real quick. I had a word. I have a word for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to forget about it, so I'm just going to just totally go off the cuff here with what God has for everybody. <laughs> this is my dear friend, my dear friend, Lisa. We've been friends since before we were double digits. And so um, I can't really hold both of your hands, but this is what I saw, okay? So we were in, I was in prayer, and um, this is cool because of what God's talking about tonight. And obviously I'm your friend, so I know stuff you've gone through, but the Lord's saying this about you, not me. So I said, I saw a vision of Lisa. I'm holding both of her hands up front, and I hear the Lord say, you have been tested, you have been tried, you have been detoured, and you have been derailed. But now I'm setting you back on the right track. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just release that gift that you have given me of restoration in the name of Jesus Christ. Spirit, soul, body, mind, right now. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now. I release that gift of restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Released. Set back on the right track. There he is right now. Jesus is doing a work. Jesus is hugging you. Jesus is putting you back on the right track. The enemy is defeated. He didn't stop you from coming. He can't stop you from anything else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. You're next. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't you love that when God can just, in a moment, do something awesome in your life? His presence is here. We just welcome you tonight, Jesus. We welcome you. Sweep through this place, sweet Holy Spirit. Touch every heart. Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you're no respecter of persons. He used her as an example, but he says what he's done for one, he is also doing for you. Let him embrace you tonight. Let him speak to you tonight. Let him get you back on the right track. Let him melt away those things that seem to hinder you. His holy presence is here right now. I just want to reverence it. We acknowledge you, Jesus, that you're here. 
you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded of a scripture that Miss Cindy brought up last night in, I think it was First Kings, where the priest couldn't stand to minister because of reason of the glory, that he's here like that. Like already, you guys, we just started. And he told me he wanted me to raise the bar, and, and not so that we'd go up to this bar, but that we're going to go from this, from glory to glory. God wants to teach you what it's like to live in his glory. We don't have to just encounter it when we're in church services. We don't just have to have a little experience when we're in a conference. He wants us to walk with him and talk with him and live from a place of glory, which also, which also is a place of victory. We don't have to fear anything. If we realize that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It sounds cliche. It sounds like something that we hear, you know, all the time. But the thing is we need to have an awakening and a, and a reality check of the fact that this is a reality. The one who got the victory lives on the inside of us. And we really, really don't need to fear the enemy. As we were praying and spending time during one of our, during one of our meetings, the Lord gave me a vision of these little tiny cones, you know traffic cones, sometimes there's big ones, sometimes there's medium ones, sometimes there's small ones. Anyways, he gave me this vision of like five little traffic cones. And uh, all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me and he said, you know, those cones, you know, they're meant to, to detour. They're meant to hinder people from going a certain direction. He said, but, but they're so small that you can drive right over them. And he said, that's how small the enemy is in your life. And sometimes we, we, we go up to that place and we're like, oh, and, and we, it stops us. But the thing is, the enemy's defeated and he's so small that you can rail right over him. You can barge right over those detours and those things that hinder you. Why? Because the greater one who already defeated him is on the inside of you. God doesn't want these things that the enemy tries to bring against us to hinder us anymore. Enough is enough. He has already got the victory for us, and we do not have to be detoured like that word or derailed. We do not have to be hindered any longer from the promises that God has for us, for his promises to you and every word that he has spoken over you and every prayer that you have prayed, his answer to you is yes and amen. It's not maybe. It's not maybe when you're good enough. It's yes and amen. What has he spoken to you about? What has he promised you? What call has he, he spoken into your heart? What desires um, of your heart do you have that you've talked to the Lord about? God says yes and amen. God is, and, and this is not just because we're called women of wonder. He called us women of wonder, and he's raising up women of wonder in this season. Why? So that we will step out, step in, and fulfill what he has assigned for us. To be a woman of wonder, it sounds like a superhero, and really it is. 
It's someone who realizes there's something supernatural, someone supernatural, and his ability and his power and his anointing on the inside of us. Superman wouldn't be Superman if he just always pretended to be Clark Kent and never tapped into the fact that he had superhuman powers. If he never declothed himself and took upon the identity that he was Superman. Well, guess what? You're Wonder Woman. Now, don't go getting naked on us. But we need to start seeing ourselves leaving that body, this physical body, and stepping out of the darkness into his marvelous light and walking like a woman of wonder who is clothed with his glory, his presence, and his power. Mom liked that one. (laughs) Don't worry, men. We're PG. No, we're not. What's lower than PG? We're G. Okay. We're not like Disney. Mm. Okay. How many of you know God is faithful to fulfill his promises? Okay. Yes, I, I like that answer, but sometimes we wonder. Sometimes we've been waiting long, so we wonder, did we hear that right? Did he mean that? Is that part of the word for me or is that only for others? But God's promises are yes and amen. He is faithful. And how many of you know he is able to fulfill every word that he has spoken? So then what's the issue? The issue is there's these little tiny cones that are standing in front of us and we think that means don't go that way. The enemy sets things in place to try to detour, derail, and hinder us from the plan of God. But guys, you ladies, you have power and might living on the inside of you. You can run and leap over that wall. You can barge through whatever stands in your way. I'm not talking about knocking your husbands out. Maybe they need it. I don't know. You can knock them out by getting in that prayer closet and deal with it spiritually. Why? Because we don't fight against flesh and blood. You're going to get more into trouble (laughs) by doing it like that. Hallelujah. Psalms 145.13 says, The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises, and he is faithful in all that he does. I love Hebrews 10.23. He says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Hold tightly to those promises, those things that he spoke over your life. Because God can be trusted to keep his promise. He can be trusted. Think about Abraham and Sarah. waiting 25 years. There are, there's things that God's spoken into my life over 15, 20 years ago, and just now I'm stepping into it. Does that mean God was delayed? I, I, no. Maybe some traffic cones stood in my way at some point. Maybe like that song, um, I didn't believe that I was enough. Maybe there was hindrances or bombardments or attacks of the enemy that tried to detour or derail me from stepping into what God had for me. But today and this weekend, we're receiving revelation knowledge from the kingdom of heaven. 
impartation that wakes us up to the understanding that we are children of God, seated together with Christ in heavenly places, and we have what it takes to overcome the enemy. In fact, the enemy has already been overcome, so we can just kick those things out of the way and keep on moving. You might say, well, she's, you know, she's a pastor, so of course she can say that. Let me just say, those of you who know me, like really know me, I've been through some things. And I took a pause for some time. And I almost allowed those things to hinder me from doing what God called me to do. But then I got serious before the Lord and I started seeking him. And he spoke to me and he said, okay, it's time to keep on doing what you're called to do and let me do the rest. It's not our job to fight this battle. We'll be better off if we let God fight it for us. Jehoshaphat couldn't have won the battle. His army wasn't big enough or strong enough. But when he did it God's way, and he shouted victory and praises ahead of time, an ambush happened. The kingdom of heaven took over, and they got the victory, and they got the plunder. Hallelujah. What was that when they sent out the praisers? That was doing exactly what you did tonight, which was shouting victory ahead of time over a battle that had not yet been fought. This is what God's doing for you this weekend. In Numbers 23, 19, it says, God is not a man and he does not lie. He is not human and he does not change his mind. Some of you think God's changed his mind because it's been, been a while since he spoke to you about something. He hasn't changed his mind. What he spoke, he will make it come to pass. He does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Well, no. The Israelites, they had some things, some cones, some hindrances standing in their way, some doubt, some unbelief. It caused them to delay the promise of God, even though God's promises were fulfilled. But their belief in what the enemy was doing and the thoughts and the seeds that the enemy was sowing hindered them from stepping over into the promises of God. That didn't mean that God's promises weren't fulfilled because we all know that Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, that the walls did come down and they did receive the land that God promised them. Well, you too can have all the promises that God has promised you. But we have to be faithful that he, we have to, we have to trust and, and have faith that he is faithful to fulfill his promises. Not just a, uh, just a nod like, yeah, yeah, God's good, yeah, yeah, he's faithful. But like, a, I'm going to shout victory ahead of time because I know that is our God, that he is going to go ahead of time and he is going to fight this battle for me. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can actually spend days on my knees and rest and pray and I'm going to see more victory that way than if I were to run around like my head with my head cut off like a chicken trying to accomplish and put together bags and do this and that. No, God spoke to me to rest. Why? Because he's going to go ahead and he's going to fight this battle for us. 
Victory is ours through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So God wants us to come to him. God wants us to rest in him. He says in his word in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, he says, come to me, all of you. And I know we've all been there. And maybe every single one of us are there right now. But he says, come to me, all of you who are weak and weary and carry heavy burdens. Why does he want us to come to him? Because I want to give you rest. I want you to rest from your labor. That's what we want this weekend. We want you to come out of the, 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 the regular routine and we want you to rest in God's presence because his yoke is easy and his burden's light. Let him take those cares. He, he's being literal, like cast your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares about you and he wants to take those things. He wants to fight those battles. He wants to bring you victory in those circumstances. His word is true, but we have to let him. We have to come to him. He doesn't say, I'm going to take all those cares, all those worries, and those burdens just automatically off you. He wants you to want him to. I think about the woman with the issue of blood. She had to have faith, number one, that he was the answer. And then she had to do an action of faith ahead of time and go reach out and grab the hem of his, his garment, believing that healing virtue was going to come into her body. And then she even spoke it ahead of time and declared that I will be healed if I can just reach out and touch him. Maybe that's you. If I can just get myself away from that situation, if I can just go to this conference, maybe I'll hear a word from God. Maybe I'll be encouraged. Maybe I'll be touched by his presence. Well, guess what? You've come to the right place and you've come to the right person. Jesus is here. He is our freedom. He is our victory. Have confidence that this weekend he is going to meet your need. Come unto me, all of you who are weak and weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Amen? You think about her. She had issues of blood, and actually nothing could cure it. She spent every dime she had on doctors. And maybe with you, maybe it's not issue of blood. Maybe it's an issue with your heart. Maybe it's an issue with bombardment of your mind. Maybe it's another issue in your physical body, or maybe it's an issue with your marriage or your children. Regardless of the issue, Jesus is still the answer. And it's going to take you coming to him in faith and reaching out and saying, God is faithful to whom he loves. God is faithful to fulfill his promises. Amen? And his word is his promise. So if it's healing you need, by Jesus' stripes you were healed. If it's, it's, it's mental peace and he'll guard your heart and mind, and his peace and presence will guard your heart and mind. If it's, if it's joy you need, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's having faith that his word is true and that he is faithful to who he's promised, and he has promised his word to you and I. Don't let go of those promises. He doesn't want you to let go of them. He wants you to remind him of what he spoke about. Every day, let him know, God, I'm, I'm trusting you. God, I know 
that you're not going to fail. I know that you give me the victory in this circumstance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, when I was going through a rough time, I had to trust. God made me step back into ministry and, and trust that from that day forward, he was going to take it. And I want to say that when I stepped back, it, I didn't feel like it and nothing looked like it changed. But within one month, there was a complete turnaround in the situation. Within one month, what was totally impossible with God became possible. Whether that's your marriage, whether that's your finances, whether that's a relationship with somebody that you love, God can turn it around. Whether that's uh, you being detoured or derailed from a call of God upon your life, God can turn it around. God can remove those things that have been hindering you. And he will because he's faithful. Amen? 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, No matter how many promises that God has made, they are always yes and amen. So through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So be it. That settles it. God's got this. Amen? God has got this. So God wants to remove walls. God wants to remove hindrances. Tonight is the night. It's not, we're not waiting until the end of the conference to do this big altar call and, and all stuff. I mean, that may happen. But, but tonight is the night where he's breaking down those walls. He's removing those strongholds. He's just, we're plowing over these, these hindrances, these cones, these, these things that to us, are, they were like mountains. But God wants you to see it from his eyes that there's these tiny little cones. Kids can kick those over. And you've got the almighty God living on the inside of you. Why have we been, it's like when we can see it through God's eyes, what in the world have we been waiting for? Amen. Stop letting these things detour you. My sister Julie, um, God really used you this this. This woman of wonder. I mean, every single prayer meeting, God has been given her visions and, and given her words that have been so on point. So I'm like using, I took all your notes and I added them to my message. <laughs> yeah, so we've been working together in ministry for a really long time and we did youth ministry together for 12 years. And I would, we'd always meet and plan services and whatnot. And she sits across from the coffee table at a coffee shop and she preaches at me. I'm like, okay, what, what was that now? What was that scripture? <laughs> I'm her Aaron. <laughs> She's a preacher behind the scenes. Hallelujah. No, she preaches to the children every week. Hallelujah. So she had this vision of this. She said it was like a supernatural, like a superhero movie. And you know in superhero movies, you've got like light and flying. I wish I could really demonstrate it one day maybe. But anyways, so in this vision, if I'm saying it correctly, um, there's this woman of wonder. And, 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 and it's like light. You want to say it? You say it. It might be better. You're sitting right there for a reason. Um. 
It was like what you would see in a superhero movie and something inside like your being was being like sucked out of you. And because whatever was being sucked out, you were being filled with like the light. Like, and I, in my head, it's like superhero, total superhero movie. So you imagine like something being sucked out of a person in a movie. So whatever was like the, the hindrance, the junk, the discouragement, whatever, was just being like sucked out of a person. And because of that, it was being filled and it was just like a being of, of light. <laughs> Why does God give us a vision like that? Because that's what's taking place this weekend. As we were worshiping, I saw this like swirling, and it sounds like superhero stuff, a swirling like portal right here. And right now, I just believe that that was that. God's just sucking all those hindrances out right now. And throughout this weekend, he's just going to be pouring in and filling you with that glory and with that light. And I, I keep on getting that word that you're walking out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are a woman of wonder filled with the light, the life, the power, and the might of God. The living God whom we serve lives and breathes on the inside of us. In him I live and I move and I have my being. We don't have to fear. We've got the victory. We've got the victor living on the inside of us. When you have knowledge like that, the things that you face look so minute, you don't let it affect you anymore. Yeah, sure, we've got feelings, but you know what? It's time to lay that aside because this life is for but a moment. We're living for eternity with Christ, seated together with Christ in heavenly places in that place of victory. Hallelujah. In Colossians 1.27, he said, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You're a woman of wonder, and Christ is in you. The hope of glory, the hope of the, that the world desires to see the power of God. But you might say, yeah, but, you know, I've got this failure, and I've got this problem, and I, don't, I really, I, really um, I don't feel really up to that. I don't feel adequate. Well, you know, when the Lord um, spoke to me, you know, a couple, um, okay, so, okay, I'll just be honest. I'll wear my heart in my sleep. Who has kids in here? Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I have to preach Sunday mornings. And I have to drive kids to church on Sunday mornings. And you can just imagine that everything's not always picture perfect on Sunday mornings. And uh, this one Sunday morning, this last Sunday morning, um, my eight-year-old decided to be disobedient. It was really simple. It was like, brush your hair. It looks really wild. He likes to get out of the shower and leave it like this and, and not do anything with it. And I'm like, just brush your hair really quick. It looks really wild. And he's like, no. Here. And I'm like, just, okay, I could have gone to church like that, but just the fact that you are disobedient, go upstairs, and I really, I, I let him have it. Go upstairs and brush your hair. And tears just welled up. And then I feel bad, but I was just like standing my ground. And he went and brushed his hair, and he came back real humble. And I said, are you going to say anything to me? Okay. 
Now, I was in my rightful place. I was just really upset that he was being disobedient. He brushed his hair. We get in the car, and I said, you're okay, but just start being obedient so mommy does not have to yell. I don't yell every day. Trust me. I don't yell every day. But then I have to come to church, and I got to preach. I don't feel like preaching. And the Lord spoke to me this scripture. Who here has ever not felt like you're the woman for the job? I'm not adequate. I'm not equipped. I just yelled at my children. I just cursed at my husband. I just, I don't know. I don't do that. I'm serious. I don't do that. You can ask him. Ask him after service. But the Lord spoke to me so awesome. I'm looking for the passage. He says this. I was sitting there during worship feeling like, I don't feel adequate. I don't feel holy today. And let me say, the presence of God was so powerful on Sunday. But I didn't feel adequate. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, now we have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. That makes it clear that our power is from God and not from us. God's all over that. You don't have to wait till you're perfect because it's Christ who makes you perfect. You don't have to wait till you feel ready and you feel adequate because it's Christ who is your sufficiency. He's the one who gives you grace and strength. When you're weak, actually, then he's his strongest. But we have to have faith and trust that he is faithful to use us even as fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. That means my jar was fragile. Maybe it was kind of dirty and maybe it was kind of cracky-like because that's how I felt. (laughs) Both times, one time I was so sick. I wouldn't want anyone to be around me because I had some major kind of flu or something, and God wanted me to preach. I was stepping in for my dad. He was taking a sabbatical out of town for a month, and, you know, I should be excited and pumped up about it, and I was. You know, I spent time with the Lord and everything, but that morning I woke up with a major attack. I felt like a truck hit me. But I said, Lord, I can't, but you can. And I stepped out into worship three songs in, there's only four songs. And uh, I was like, okay, I can make it through this. I can do this. And then the Lord starts showing me a prayer line. And I said, oh, oh no, no. I signed up for a message. <laughs> but you have this great treasure. You're like a fragile clay jar, and it's better this way because then the sufficiency and the power is not of yourself, but it's of me. I got the biggest scolding of a lifetime, and he said, you're just the vessel. You are the woman of wonder, and you have this light shining on the inside of you. You've got the glory of God, the power of God living on the inside of you. You've got the ability of God living on the inside of you. you. He wants to translate you out of this life of darkness and into this marvelous light where you start realizing who you really are. Christ is in you. 
and he is the hope of glory for this world to see that our God is God. What is the devil doing? He's trying to detour and he's trying to derail us from believing that we are called by God. He's trying to distract us and he's trying to destroy us before we ever get up the boldness and the confidence enough to see God work through us with power and might. I, I, really, I really believe that if you've been under bombardment, you're called by God for such a time as this. And it's time to stand up and step into what God has for you, regardless of what has been trying to come against you. Don't wait for it to be over, because it will never be over. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come that you might have life and life more abundantly, but you're never going to receive from that abundant life till you step into it. His promises are yes and amen. But it's time to stop believing the devil's lies. It's time to kick those lies over. It's time to run them over. It's time to run through a troop and leap over a wall. That was a little wall. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you like that? That you're like a fragile clay jar. He understands that. But that's good. Because then... That means this great treasure and this great power is not from you. Stop putting God's call on the back burner. Stop putting his promises on the back burner for someday. Start receiving them right now. Start stepping into acting like and letting your words be be joined together with what God says about you. Start being co-workers together with what God says about you. You. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I kept your attention for quite some time, and I don't want to say, I have a little more notes, but I'm not going to do it. We have got the victory. Jesus is on the inside of you. You're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. And if you won't let it, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. There's going to be things that come against you, but all who rise against you will fall. Say, I've got the victory. The battle is not mine, but it's the Lord's. He's fighting the battle for me. I can stand in confidence because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm an overcomer. Through Christ Jesus, who strengthens me, I will do what God called me to do. I will step into what God's called me to step into. No more hindrances. No more delays. Hallelujah. Give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo, praise the Lord. If that's the beginning, I can't wait to see what the end is. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm giving him glory because I am pumped. I am excited about what God is doing in you. Hallelujah. He has just opened up the heavens, sucked out all the hindrances, and he is pouring into you. Hallelujah. Do either of you have anything? No? Okay, I'm going to hand it over to Sister Phyllis. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.